Hello, my name is Özlem Sarıoğlu and this is The Coaching Program, sponsored by Sparkas, a coaching tech company that optimizes coaching and mentoring solutions for cultural transformation, talent and leadership development within organizations. Welcome to the show. Hello, coaching passionates around the globe. Welcome. You're listening to The Coaching Program, the show that brings you tips and tricks of designing and implementing successful coaching programs within your organization. I'm your host, Özlem Sarıoğlu, a professional coach and co-founder of Sparkas Digital Coaching Platform, which scales meaningful coaching experiences to larger audiences within organizations. In this episode, my guest is Nicola Pai. Uh, she's a leadership coach and a people person, to quote her words. Uh, she has recently completed her 22 years journey with EY, acting as the global talent director of EY in her last role. Although she has recently become a full-time coach, her experience with coaching goes a long way. So welcome, Nicola. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yes. So um, coaching something that I grew to love um, probably about 10 years ago. And this, uh, the, the program we're going to talk about today was a very, very big part of that. But uh, um, over the 22 years, there's been one sort of theme of my career, and that's always been helping people to develop uh, and be the best that they can be. And I know that's what coaching is 100% all about. Oh, lovely. Good good way of saying it. It's just... Uh, <laughs> you know, good to connect on that passion together. Mm. Yeah. And uh, although I made some introduction about you, uh, what, what what else you'd like to share with the audience about yourself? Yeah. So as you said, um, I, um, I've just f- recently finished uh, my very long and very happy career at EY. Uh, I joined 22 years ago to be um, a finance trainer, which is a very bizarre role to train accountants uh, how to do um, all things financial, but really taught me um, how to understand the business. Uh, and I think from that point on, I was kind of hooked into thinking that, that EY, you could really be whatever you wanted to, to be. And there were so many opportunities. So I've grown, grown my career through EY into more of a sort of traditional learning and development role, leadership development roles. And then, as I said, about 10 years ago, um, I had the opportunity to start coaching uh, and uh, re- realized that, that that is something that I'm really passionate about, that um having those brave conversations having that safe space uh, for somebody to be able to say exactly what's on their mind uh, and work out how to move forward uh, uh is is such a passion of mine and i think i took that plus also my kind of understanding of um of business in ey i've taken that into this uh, dream i've got to become the the leadership coach and people person for me that's very much about working with leaders who are trying to make positive change, uh, trying to do something good for society or good for their business, good for their people, um, and, and empowering them through coaching so that they're really tackling the right problems. Uh, and uh, I've kind of developed a little catchphrase that I'm trying to make work better, one brave conversation at a time. And oh, for me, that's what coaching is. Oh, beautiful, beautiful definition. Love, love it. And um, yeah, and, and now that you're uh, on the other side of the table, as we tend to say, uh, but you also have a lot of experience uh, designing programs uh, yes. in EY. And when we were discussing about 
you know, what to present in this conversation. There were actually uh, more than one program that uh, you were using coaching for, because I, I find it very important because whenever I speak to people right now uh, out in the field, uh, I hear a lot that uh, you know, there is the hype about coaching. We know that coaching, like we have more awareness about coaching, but we basically don't know where to use it uh, as a tool. Um, so I think having that experience and sharing it with people is really important. And in your case, you have multiple, multiple uh, programs at hand. I mean, we, we can focus on one of those, but yeah. you know, generally speaking, uh, maybe you'd like to introduce where you uh, benefits from coaching in the past why absolutely yeah and hopefully you'll have me back on another podcast to, to talk about some of the others um for me kind of coaching coaching was something that i once i developed that love uh, i i i engineered ways to make it part of my day-to-day -day role as much as i was also um kind of volunteering some of my time to be a, an executive coach for for leaders across ey so um very much an experienced internal coach i understand the um the challenges but also the massively the benefits of when you are internal an internal coach uh, that you do understand the business, you do understand the the political um, nuances, uh, you understand uh, some of those unwritten rules that perhaps uh, people might be finding hard to, to, to work out. So I use that... Um, there's two particular programs where coaching coaching was the essence of the programs. One is um, our talent center, which I think is what we're going to talk mm -hmm. predominantly about today. Um, and that was very much um, designed to, to be focused at the, the people earlier in their career journey. So people who were prior to getting promoted to manager, um, we, we had at that point quite a, a challenge in retaining uh, people. Once they'd got qualified with us as a, an accountant or a tax professional, they tended to, to see that their career um, with EY had come to an end for, for lots of different complex reasons. Uh, and so what we decided to do was create a one-to-one a, a co -one coaching service uh, that was all around a safe space, an honest space. There was nowhere else that they could say, hey, do you know what? I'm actually thinking about leaving EY. There was nowhere mm -hmm. that they could really explore the pros and cons. Mm -hmm. And what we found out was actually the people that they were having the most frank, most um, in-depth conversations with were the headhunters, were the recruitment consultants mm. that were trying to persuade them to leave EY. And so we tried to balance that out with, uh, it wasn't about persuading them to stay, but it was about helping them to really explore what was going to be right for them and their careers. And if they did leave, helping them to leave as a really positive alumni, knowing that, that EY had supported them in what they wanted to do. So that was program number one, and we can go into a lot of that in a lot more detail. The other thing, right at, towards the other end of the spectrum of the career journey, and more recently, we, um, we've been running a program for our partners who, who are new to, to becoming partners. So naught to five mm -hmm. years having been partners. Uh, and that was more of a group coaching. That was a, quite a new experience for me, actually. I've done team coaching for sort of existing teams. Uh, um, but this was bring, forming a, a group uh, and then building the trust. We actually called them the circles of trust uh, mm. and building that that trust with the group so that they could um, they could learn from each other. They could problem solve together. They could uh, um 
become a become a unit, become a sort of safe space for mm-hmm. each other, so that they could could bring some of the real life challenges that they're facing uh, um, in a way that they perhaps can't with their direct peers because they're competing, mm-hmm. they're potentially competing with them for mm-hmm. revenue or for um, mm-hmm. uh, performance metrics and, and that type of thing. So that's been a fantastic experience. We just just before I left EY, we came to the end of the first program, the the pilot program. And got such amazing feedback, uh, uh, and it, which was interesting because uh, we we really didn't know how these. You know, you sometimes think people who are more senior who've who've got to partner, they've got it sussed, uh, and they really didn't have it sussed at all. They they appreciated so hugely the um, not just bring the bringing together the the cohort, but the fact that we very much did take a coaching approach uh, that we were asking them really quite powerful questions and, and really digging beneath the surface of um, how they were showing up, how they wanted to show up as leaders. Mm. Well, well, you're right. I will probably call you in for that <laughs> second second episode uh, and talk about this, this one also, because there is also a lot of uh, conversation going around team coaching uh, right now. And sometimes it's um, mixed, I mean, some people confuse it with uh, group coaching, mm-hmm. where it has a total different uh, approach and a total different benefit that it can bring to the people joining that. And yeah. talking about a group coaching for senior people is generally not heard of. It's generally for more younger people to support each other. So it's I think there is a lot of wisdom in that program. Uh, that you uh, encountered, I suppose. So, yes, I would love to speak in detail about that one as well. Um, And since we decided uh, beforehand to to talk about the the Talent Center, um, let's a little bit dive into that. Uh, You already mentioned the the reason uh, why you're running it. Uh, But let's go a little bit deeper into that. Uh, So... um, how was it structured to start with? Like, what was the coaching program uh, around it? Sure. So, um, and I have to be honest here, this, the, the initial idea of the program wasn't actually my idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the people who was actually at this point in his career, um, lovely chap mm-hmm. called Joe McMullen. He, he realized um, that what people want, wanted was this safe space to mm-hmm to speak um, with somebody who understood the organization uh, but wasn't wasn't didn't have a vested interest of say the line manager or the team leader so he pitched the idea to a couple of people and eventually it found my way its way to me as um, as a senior manager in the learning and development team focused on that early pre-manager um, population at the time uh, and one of the things I thought was missing about the program was, although it was very much focused on the individual, um, it felt like if we weren't careful, we would just keep on as an organization making the same mistakes mm. uh, and doing the same thing. Mm. So um, what I did is I kind of I, I slightly tailored the program um, to be very much uh, how do we focus on the individual? How do we give them exactly what they need uh, whilst also learning from um, the conversations so that we can feed that back in a obviously completely anonymous way and completely still respecting confidentiality. But how can we draw out the themes? How can we draw out the issues that these people are facing? And and even the reasons why they are choosing to leave EY, Mm -hmm. how can we draw those out? And um, so we 
we got a group of about 10 people who were interested in coaching. We tried to make sure that they they had some connection with that particular population. So, mm-hmm. um, and it was also a great opportunity for people that perhaps hadn't had coaching um, opportunities mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. To, to start start if they were interested to start becoming coaches so mm-hmm. we had this group of about 10 people it wasn't going to be their full-time role it was going to be something that they were going to do as, yeah. as a add um to their role we got them trained we developed a a training program for them to train them in um some coaching skills mm-hmm. and we also developed a, a, a sort of toolkit of um some particular mm-hmm. activities some particular things that they that they would um probably find useful mm-hmm. with a more career coaching yeah. focus um, yeah. um so we got them trained and we got the as i've got the toolkit together we then went out through our different um hr leaders across the different parts of the business and started promoting the program and it was very much a voluntary basis no one was um yeah. pushed to have the conversations mm-hmm. uh, but interestingly what we found is that once one person came to us we'd then get a flurry of all of their friends and all of their contacts mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. coming so quite quickly word of mouth uh, mm-hmm. created out you know created the demand for us uh, so they'd they'd register their interest they'd fill out um, a quick questionnaire about kind of where they are were where their thinking was uh, and that was really just to try and make sure that the coaching conversation could be as effective and as focused mm-hmm. on what yeah. they wanted to get out of it as possible because this was a huge population across EY with 10 people trying to yeah. make a difference uh, it wasn't like we always knew it wasn't going to be a, a 10 coaching conversations yeah. kind of yeah. relationship it was going to be a two or three yeah. coaching conversations yeah. uh, so they'd fill out their questionnaire they'd arrange they'd be allocated uh, a coach uh, fairly randomly but if if they wanted to speak about something that we knew one person had had experience of we had some people who had done the the accountancy or tax qualifications mm-hmm. uh, who mm-hmm. were acting as coaches and then other people more like myself who had more of a kind of um, mm-hmm. traditional talent or hr backgrounds um, so they'd get matched and then we'd arrange a um, a 90-minute coaching session and as I say the coaches had these toolkits uh, Mm -hmm. of different activities uh, and a structure that we'd trained them on Mm -hmm. um, a structure to enable them to have a free-flowing conversation as opposed Mm -hmm. to a structure that they had Mm -hmm. to to stick to they would then make up um, make an arrangement to have the coaching conversation have the coaching conversation and um, that could follow up into a follow-up if if the person felt it was needed Mm -hmm. but we found that most people got got a real lot of value from the 90 minutes uh, mm-hmm. and the idea was then that coach would come away from the conversation and um, it was very clunky it was not at all sophisticated but we had this massive spreadsheet that we the coach would just then record um, some of the themes that they'd heard mm-hmm. in the conversation so mm-hmm. um, things like not able to not able to get myself on projects that are particularly interesting or feeling Mm -hmm. like I'm doing the same work over and over again or whatever those themes Mm -hmm. might be Mm -hmm. and the coach would um, record those themes not attributed to any of the names all of the the names were kept out of it so the the coaching 
relationship with that one-to-one coach, as I say, would come to its natural conclusion, either one or two sessions, sometimes three sessions uh, after. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on a quarterly basis, we would uh, use this massive clunky spreadsheet to capture, um, we called it the organizational learning report. Yeah. We'd catch the themes and we would share those themes back with the talent leaders for each each of the service lines uh, within EY and gun discuss with them this is what we're hearing this is the sorts of themes that people are sharing with us Uh, and some of them um, in particular were really proactive and about taking those themes and then trying to have those conversations uh, with uh, not obviously the specific people but that that cohort that population um, to talk to them about um, the one of the themes that came out really really strongly was I don't know what could be next. Uh, I'm not sure I want. I, I'm not sure I want my, my manager's job. I'm not sure I want to do mm-hmm. the thing that I see all around me every day. Mm-hmm. And so they just made this assumption that they needed to to leave Ivy rather than um, feeling like it was accessible to to find other opportunities or or navigate them work their way to to different roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like I mean. It's- on one level is the support to the individuals, but also on the other level, when you do it such massively, it's also a great learning for the whole organization. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably, you know, you being the uh, talent manager, probably you designed a lot of other things out of that, uh, that learnings, I suppose. Um, and so what were the... Um, I would say the challenges and dynamics when you were designing the program. Um, I think probably the first one and the biggest one we had to overcome was that there was this slight perception that we were going to be coaching everyone out of the business. Mm. Um, and so we really had to manage that well with the stakeholders and get the stakeholders mm. buy into it. But at the same time, not over committing because we knew that there would still be quite a large number of people leaving. And, and actually, um, the EY business model kind of depends on um, some attrition of people. So, um, so that, that was probably the biggest challenge was how, did you, how do you manage that um, perception that you're coaching people out of the business uh, whilst also being honest about what you can do, but kind of getting the, the leaders passionate about the the learning side, the organizational learning side of things, but also the kind of doing the right thing for that particular person, even if that means them leaving EY. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we quite quickly had some success stories uh, that mm-hmm. helped with that. Um, and mm-hmm. I think the organizational learning reports uh, that we started to feed out also helped with that. Mm-hmm. That was one challenge. And I think then the other challenge, because I th- uh, mentioned earlier that these a lot of these coaches were new to coaching uh, um, I started to realize that people were taking a lot on their shoulders mm. uh, um, it was a quite bit, it, there was a couple of relationships coaching relationships that I felt the boundary had tiny bit been stepped mm-hmm. over um, with very best of intentions yeah. and um, but it was they'd started to take some responsibility about like doing research for that that person or looking into other opportunities uh, um, and so we we kind of had to regroup as a as a team and start to talk about kind of boundaries within coaching and mm-hmm. and how do you protect those and also how do you protect yourself uh, mm-hmm. from taking even if you're not taking 
taking actual actions on, you can sometimes take emotions on from those conversations. Uh, um, it, it seemed, because I think it was quite a young population, it seemed like it built, it sort of brought the parent out in a lot of us, uh, uh-huh, yeah. um, which was lovely to see, but we just had to keep it to that professional coaching boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're mentioning two very important things about uh, kind of, um, two places to look into whenever it's any type of internal coaching uh, process. Uh, one is I'm hearing a lot from many people, like how do we get the buy-in even to create the pool or then to run it for a specific program. Um, and then the second layer is how do we support the internal coaches once they are mm-hmm. out doing stuff and then of course it comes down to supervision and everything so um uh, th- those are the very common themes i think in any internal coaching uh journey and one specifics about the buy-in i understand that once you start running the program and you receive some success stories with it uh that adds to the to the buy-in but how was the buy-in like how did you get, get the buy-in in the very first start of, of it all do you remember um do you know what I think what I did uh, um it's probably become a, a bit of my go a go-to is I sort of started I, I used coaching on them um ah. so kind of understanding so from a, the leader's perspective understanding what it is that I, I doubt I use this exact wording but something like kind of what's what's the things that are keeping you up at night yeah. when it comes to talent within your area of the business uh, and then started to show them how the talent center could could help them with those issues uh, so I think it was yeah it was it was well I'll tell you what it wasn't and that was it wasn't a hard sell it wasn't going in and pitching mm. to them I mm. just don't think that would have worked uh, mm. and and going back to that point I already made about um if we'd done that I think the the risk would have been we'd over promised uh, mm-hmm. and we would have made them think it was the silver bullet first for fixing this retention problem mm. and so by going in much more subtly going in with a more yeah curious mindset questioning mindset as I say using all of my coaching skills mm-hmm. uh, we managed to I, I think that there's four talent leaders at the time and I, in all honesty I think all of them probably thought it was something slightly different to each mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. Um, but it almost didn't really matter because uh, as long as we had their permission to move forward, uh, we could educate them yeah. a- as we started. And, and that's one of the benefits of an internal program is that you can take those leaders with you. It doesn't have to be completely scoped uh, and completely um, crystal clear to everyone right at the beginning. You, you, you just need that yes. You need that email that says yes. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I think sometimes uh, us coaches forget that coaching skills are actually really good selling skills also. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> understanding need and designing something, understanding the resistances, everything. Yeah, beautiful um, yeah, advice to other, other people, I think. And um, so what went really well for the program? Um, so I, th- I mentioned a couple of successes. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, the, the, the thing that I was most proud about is something I've, I've said already, but it's the, the fact that when one person came to us, uh, we would then get between five and 10 sort of referrals uh, from coming and booking appointments. So um, I felt really proud that the, the quality of the experience that they were getting uh, meant that they 
they were endorsing us. They were recommending us uh, to their their friends and their network. Uh, so in terms of those one-to-one conversations, I knew we were making impact. Uh, I um, I think that the organisational learning piece uh, did go well. Um, I had to manage some of my expectations on that, to be honest, mm, uh, yeah. because when you're dealing with an organisation as big and complex as, as EY, um, you can't fix everything overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think I, because I thought it was such a strong concept to have the, 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 the individual needs being catered for at the same time as the organisational learning piece, uh, I think I'd sort of a little bit allowed myself to believe that you know, EY was going to be fixed overnight. Mm. Um, that wasn't the case. But the bit that did go well was that there, these leaders that had been reasonably hard to persuade initially, once they got it, they were really big advocates uh, for the for the program and they were sharing the learning. Uh, and, I, and I think at that point, that was probably the most we could, um, to, most we could really ask for was, that they backed us and they mm-hmm. and they used that learning to do something differently within their part of the business. Beautiful. And was there some kind of a measurement other than collecting the insights and the people uh, staying maybe with the company maybe more? Uh, were there any other you know metrics that you were looking for? So what we did is we. Um, Obviously, we did the the standard, you know, um, how many people we got through the coaching. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we did the satisfaction with the coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, what we at the time we had something called the Global People Survey, and we did quite mm-hmm. an interesting piece of work uh, for a couple of years where we, again, still confidentially, but we were able to um, look at the. Uh, people survey results for anyone who'd been through the talent center yeah. coaching uh, mm. versus uh, the the general population at that same point in their career mm. and that was really interesting uh, um, and I think we found like a, a, a one or two percent differential between um, the engagement levels which doesn't sound massive but it in terms of retention it can be the, the difference between whether or not somebody chooses to leave or some or somebody Definitely. chooses to, to stay. Definitely. Great. And um, since you mentioned uh, that it is a massive process also, like it's a big organization and you just had 10 people. Uh, So did you somehow benefit from technology uh, in this process? And if you did, how did you? So this, uh, this was this is going back a few years. So mm. I so wish if if I was doing it now, oh, there would be so much technology that we could benefit from. Mm. Um, we 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 did have a share a SharePoint site that we mm. used to, to kind of automate quite a lot of our scheduling, mm. and uh, so that was a big benefit to us mm-hmm. uh, to to use that. And then this questionnaire that I mentioned again, that was using technology. Um, the uh, the bit that I really wanted us to be able to do, but it just came at too high a cost at that point, was the matching. I would have loved it if, uh, based on the, po- the the questionnaire, if people could have just done some, um, at least had a few options of potential mm-hmm. coaches. That that had to still be a manual process. Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, one of the managers in my team who was who was heavily focused on this, she was 
she was quite early in her thinking around data analytics. Uh, mm-hmm. So we used a lot of the her analytical skill set and, of course, the analytical technology um, tools to to really pull out the best of the the organisational learning themes. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, the technologies around coaching are increasing, you know, more mm-hmm. right now. So it's it probably is different than when you when you first started it. And so um, I know that you're out of the organization, uh, but you probably have the sense of like what's on the horizon for this program uh, to start with. But then, of course, I'm going to focus on what's on the horizon for you as the person that you are <laughs> so um th- th- this this the talent center program um probably um it's like all things with ey it's uh, i'm sure all businesses it's it's very cyclical and so mm-hmm. right now um it's 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 it hasn't got the investment and uh, um, the support that it, it needs. Uh, my sense is uh, um, that we will pick it back up again because mm-hmm. I think it's it's it was almost potentially slightly ahead of its time. But yeah. as you start to get yeah. more Gen Zs in the um, in the kind of just before manager level, uh, you're going to need way more. Yeah creativity way more kind of flexibility around how those um uh i hope it will um revive itself and, yeah. and come back to the fruition yeah um, and the talent talent war is of course also increasing uh, absolutely all the absolutely. time so yeah yeah, yeah. and particularly totally in the sort of professional services exactly, space yeah. where um we're not just competing against our direct competitors competitors yeah, definitely anymore. Um, coaching more generally is big across EY. It's, uh, it's mm. something that we are really trying to encourage all of our leaders to have that um, skill set and use that skill set and also use it more and more with clients. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I actually think that will be the power of, of coaching is when enough of our leaders start to see the success they're having in taking more of that coaching mindset, coaching approach into their mm-hmm. client conversations. Uh, I think that will be a light bulb moment for them and they'll come back mm-hmm. and they'll be starting to um, uh, not just do it, but kind of wanting to get the, more training, get to get more more and more skilled in that coaching uh, skill set for, for their teams, but for their client relationships as well. Yeah, I agree. It looks like the end game is really building the coaching culture in that sense, not just using coaching yeah. for these type of programs, but using the skills as a part of your daily work not even to manage your team, but also, like you said, having client conversations and looking into things with that mindset. Totally agree. Yeah. And what's on the horizon for you? So, um, yeah, as we've talked about a few times, I um, just about eight weeks ago, I left EY after a fantastic 22-year career. Um, I have um, become the leadership coach and people person. um, Mm -hmm. And that was a deliberate kind of play on those words because Mm -hmm. a lot of my work that I'll be doing will be leadership coaching Mm -hmm. um ideally uh my I've realized that kind of my sweet spot the the kind of clients that I work best with are ones that are 
very purpose-led leaders that are on a mission to make change in their organization or make change more broadly across society or the environment. And so I hope I will have um, a broad array of, of change maker clients and I can help empower them uh, to do things differently, to stay true to who they authentically are um, and not have sleepless nights in the process mm. of doing mm. all of that. Um, and so that for me was kind of a, a culmination of my career at EY, seeing, seeing the good and the bad in terms of leadership, uh, but also really believing that things can be different, that it doesn't have to be um, just focused on metrics. It doesn't have to be just focusing on winning at all costs. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I think the people, the, the game changer right now is people who can lead authentically and who can um, who can nurture the strengths and diverse strengths of of many different people uh, and i'm seeing that in in the clients that i'm working with already that there's some very inspired leadership going on but it's taken its toll on on people um, and i want to help them to to do what they're doing but but not have it take quite so much of a toll on them great sounds like a mission <laughs> I, I really, I really uh, you know, like to hear that. And so thank you so much for your time. Uh, I promise that we're going to have that second conversation oh. about the other program. I'm really excited to hear the details of it. And thank you so much for, you know, sharing your inspirations, sharing your uh, insights and wisdom uh, with, uh, with all the participants or the audience, let's say. So thank you for joining me. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thank you for asking me. Thank you. So thank you all for joining us on this episode of the coaching program. Make sure to subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're having your podcasts. If you found this conversation helpful, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or you can simply tell a friend about the show who might benefit from it. Be sure to tune in for our next episode next week. And let's all create more meaningful coaching experiences for everyone. See you all.